right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I will be as presented by CarParts.com. Check out their mobile experience, any car. Hey, here's something positive, right? All of us can do brakes. They got brakes for every car out there. So check them out, CarParts.com. Fired up, man. We talked to one of our brethren today, Bird. Yeah, you know, we've got Two Guys Garage, but there's a production company, clearly, that makes the show, and they have other shows. So these are our brothers and sisters in arms, man. And we're going to have one of our guys on, one of our guys that... Literally, he's been there since day one. He, he's he's one of the guys that when I first met, I'm like, I got to hang out with this dude because <laughs> he's loud, he's crazy. He does a lot of cool, fun stuff, stuff that I like to do. So, Oh, man. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, I definitely need to hang out with Mr. Matt Steele and, uh, and just have some fun. It was the first time I remember a SEMA when I met that guy, and he is, man, he is chaos. I loved it. It was uh, really cool, just a cool experience. Uh, back in the, the early days when I was first going to SEMA. And he does a lot of cool stuff, which you're going to find out a, a lot about. You know, not just the TV show, but you got to admit, Bird, something we've seen over the last few years especially is how unbelievably insane the truck market is in every application, in every form you could imagine. Oh, yeah. High, low, big tire, off-roading, rock crawling, you name it, old school, new trucks, it doesn't matter. Uh, the truck market is going crazy again. You know, and it, it seems to do it, but right now, I can't remember a time when it was this, you know, blown up, this kind of crazy across the board. Yeah, man, everybody knows or at least seen it in auctions and, you know, whether it's local auctions or big ones, the Bronco has been going for sick money for a long time, several years now, but now the Blazers are right there getting all up into Broncos, you know, breakfast, snatching up, you know, six figures, dude. It's crazy to see a Blazer go across the board at a, a buck ten, $115,000 or more. Um, I'm curious to pick Matt's mind on where he thinks some of the old Ram charges are because, you know... I got dropped on my head as a kid, man. I'm a Mopar guy. I, I tend to, you know, like some of the old Dodge offerings and, you know, some of the old Ram Chargers and, you know, Power Wagons, stuff like that was really cool back in the day. So I imagine those aren't too far behind what we've seen with the Bronco and the Blazer. You know, it's not so bad being a Mopar fan, you know, because eventually all the cool stuff go. that's not Mopar gets snatched up <laughs> and eventually the Mopar stuff gets popular, right? So right. you just got to be patient. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> okay uh but you know i love you, know, you man. yeah <laughs> you, you have seen just a massive surge. you know it started out 
with kind of the C10s, right? Back the 68, 372s, and, and you know, they kind of morphed into some of the square bodies and so forth. Um, but, man, what you're really seeing is this resurgence in anything old pickup. Uh, and I really like the fact that a lot of guys are finding out how to put, like, you know, diesel engines and some new powertrains and some of these old pickups because, you know, a lot of the, you know, the diesel filtration system, the emission systems, the, you know, all that stuff, the DPMF stuff that they have on there now, all that stuff is a lot of headaches and hassle for a lot of truck owners. A lot of people are finding old diesels, dropping motor trucks and bringing them back to life. Um, so I think that's probably some of the resurgence. And obviously the LS, the Coyotes, new V8s, they make a lot of cool, you know, old school rides, drivable again. So there's been a big, massive sort of shift into anything, everything old school truck. Dude, even the old Toyotas. Have you seen what an old Toyota goes for? I was at an auction the other day, and it was like, dude, it was like a mid-90 Toyota. It was crisp. Don't get me wrong. The thing was, it was flossy and glossy and all done up. But damn, that thing went for like 20 grand. Wow. I was like, that's a 1994 restoration Toyota. You gotta be kidding me, man! Wow, I I kicked him to the curb for thirty five hundred bucks all day. I can't believe it. You know, some of it you can you know kind of blame on the aftermarkets there with all kinds of trim parts, sheet metal parts, everything for you know a lot of the older trucks. But I mean, it used to be that you know maybe the '50s, '60s trucks, maybe even the earlier ones were super popular. But now, like you said, you know the square bodies, and you just keep going up in in age. Uh, to the newer and newer and newer stuff, it doesn't matter. I mean, even the the Raptors. Uh, what's the what's the Hemi version of the Raptor that's out right now? The Trimmer? No, the uh, TRX. Uh, what is it? T yeah, T Rex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T Rex. You know, like so, it doesn't matter what year, what era. They're almost all popular. You know, <laughs> almost all popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can hardly name a gap in there. Yeah, you know, it used to be only certain trucks were considered cool. That's what I want. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's wide open. There's decades and decades of trucks that you can, you know, pick up and are considered kind of cool. Kind of, man. They're setting the bar. So let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back, grab Matt Steele, bring him into the mess that we call the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. We thank you for it. You got to check out their mobile experience. Honestly, guys, man, it's a great way to get parts right to your shop door. Um, and, you know, easy parts. Parts that a lot of people are having a tough time finding. They got brakes for every application. Check them out, CarParts.com. Fire it up. We got my man Kevin Bird, my partner on Two Guys Garage. And we got the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Steele from Truck U. Matt, welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, guys. It is so cool to finally be here with you. Willie, I know that uh, I had some scheduling conflicts just because life is crazy, you know, but thank you for, for going along with me on that, dude. And when you texted me earlier today, I was happy to say I am in. I'm not canceling. It's all good, brother. Happy <laughs> hey, man, we always got a slot for you, brother. So no worries. Glad you could make it. Glad you could make it. Hey, I know you guys, you guys say that, but how many times can I get away with it? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, well, look, man, a, a lot to chat about, bro, because you got so much going on. Um, I guess we should start out with one of the one of the better stories that you have in your in your arsenal. How did you get on Truck U? Tell us about your audition. Tell us how you came to be Mister, the one and only Matt Steele. Uh -huh. why, why are there pictures of you all over Britain Productions? It doesn't matter if it's a bathroom closet. There's pictures <laughs> of Matt Steele everywhere, y'all. Like everywhere. life size. 
You know, <laughs> life-size cutouts of Matt Steele. Different quotes, different poses. Dude, one day Matt Allegretti, who's our director, uh, he texts Bruno and I on a group text and he says, He's got, I've got this idea for this thing we want to shoot. Do either one of you have a life-size cutout of yourselves? And I text it back. I'm like, who doesn't? You know? And uh, so I brought that, and it is now living there in the shop over there. And then my other buddy makes vinyl stickers of everything. It's it's kind of weird, but he's a good dude, so I hang out with him, right? But that's like his his weirdness. He makes these little vinyl stickers. And so they're just everywhere. So I just bring them in and, and tag the things. You know? It is what I do. I'm, I'm like this guy's crazy famous man you open a medicine cabinet open the first aid kit i open a toolbox where the screwdrivers are i pulled the whole thing out underneath the, their stickers and matt steel what's up Just my, my way of being with you guys that's all yeah it's like my wife's hair <laughs> you just find them everywhere <laughs> Well, you know, in real life, we don't get to catch you much, no. right? Typically, uh, we get to cross paths somewhere like at SEMA or something like that or a big event. Uh, you know, I haven't got to see you in a couple of years, but um, that's what's so great about having you all over the shop is you're there even when you're not there. Because the way we shoot the show, there's not a lot of opportunity for us to be in that place at the same time. We shoot one week. You all shoot another week or the following week, right? Uh, for us, we, we don't get to hang out with you too often, but, man, we got to uh, flip the script the other day on the 20th anniversary of two guys. We got to see you um, as uh, as the man, you know, Matt Steele live and in person can be. He's, uh, he's a one of a kind, y'all. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So even when, you know, we're not all there in the shop or we're not at a big event, these stickers are everywhere. Remind you, remind us of you. Uh, but like you said, man, it was great to catch up. We had our 20th anniversary on, on Two Guys Garage, and uh, we had a, a nice big party, and damn, it wasn't cool to have you there throwing it down with us. Now, we're on 20 years. Now, you guys are on, what, going on 18 years with trucking? Yeah, we'll start We'll start 18 in next March or April, you know, once we wow. figure out the dates. And you've been there since the very beginning. First episode, yeah, we did. On Truck U, we, I had a different co-host the first two years. And, and, and after that, after the second year, Bruno came in, so naturally, next year, we're going into season 18. Bruno refers to it as season 16. I tell him to look at the invoice. That'll tell you what season it is. You know, so. Mic drop. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I've, I'm just so happy because I remember being at SEMA going into year three, I believe it was. And I was walking around with, with Elaine, who kind of runs everything. We all, we all know Elaine. She takes care of everybody, right? And I remember she was saying, hey, we got the renewal for year three. And we were excited. And she goes, you don't understand what a big deal this is. She goes, it's very rare that something like this makes it to year three. And that rings in my head every year as we go to season 15, 16, 17. I think back and I'm just like, man, I, I do love the gig. And you know how it is. You start working with the same people. It's comfortable. You know their families. And really, when you're only seeing people about every month and a half for three days at a time, it's kind of hard to get tired of one another. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it truly is kind of, kind of the mechanism. Uh, you know, you look back at so many seasons, so many builds, so many, you know, sort of as you've been in there so long, you have probably watched more of the pendulum shift in what becomes popular, what's, you know, epic failures, what's great successes what really is trending uh, in a lot of different styles. Have you seen trucks evolve over the number of years that you've been on that show? And to, to what extent in your world? The funny thing is, that's a great question because, look, I, I think as, as hosts or guys in the business, whatever, 
you know, we're supposed, whatever the trend is, we're supposed to just be solidly behind it. But you know, as well as I do, every now and then a trend hits and you're thinking to yourself, how is, why is this a trend? I don't get it, <laughs> you know, and, but you can't say it all the time. I mean, you can, but you got to watch it, right? So I've seen stuff come and go and that I love. And then other things you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like I use trucks. I mean, I live kind of out in the woods. I'm always, I'm always splitting wood, cutting trees and all that. So it's like when everybody's taking these long bed C10s and chopping them and making them short beds, I'm the only guy in the shop going, wait a minute, but you're cutting out how much of that useful bed, you know, <laughs> I like the long beds, but apparently I'm the only one in the country, but there's gotta be somebody else. There's like one dude in Nebraska who likes the long bed C10. Sure. The, the guy that could afford the short bed. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> you know, uh, so let me let me see this though. When you see trucks, and you know we're gonna get into what you do, kind of as as another side hustle. He, he's involved in something really really cool, uh, which I can't wait to kind of get in. But you have watched trucks really go from a second sort of vehicle, right, that somebody would have beside their house and pull it out when it was snowing or when they needed to, you know, move some wood, this that the other, to probably moving in towards more more the main vehicle for a lot of people. Um, and, and that for sure has led, uh, probably for you guys on the show, uh, really cool builds, platforms, cool sort of ways to show off new, latest and greatest uh, old school and new school sort of trends and what's happening in the truck world. It has. You know, I think one of the major things that happened to trucks, be it, be it good or bad, but definitely good for trucks and good for us, is that they went from total utilitarian to a lot more comfortable. <laughs> you know, and I think right. once... Once you figured out that you could drive them around, you know, I've got a, I've got a 2019 Tundra six inch lift on 35s. I absolutely love it. It, it gulps the gas, but it looks really cool. It's concrete gray. I can pull anything with it. It's totally utilitarian, but dude, it's still, even on the six inch lift and 35s, it still drives really good. And I remember some, you know, I had an old, uh, what was it? A, a 70, uh, 78, I don't know, some, an old beater pickup truck that I had just for running around. And that thing, man, you knew you were in a truck, you know? And that was the difference, I think, with, with better suspension and better performance and more creature comforts on the inside as well. Because, you know, I mean, how many years ago would a housewife have said, you're not, I'm not riding in that truck and I'm certainly not driving it. And now half the trucks I see around town, like where I live, dude, it's, there's four door trucks, like everybody's got them, you know? And and it's all like half of them. It's women driving them around, and it's the you know. new SUV, right? It's the new SUV. It's it everything is. an SUV has, and you can still throw junk in the back. Thank you. That was certainly not me being sexist or politically incorrect. I was merely <laughs> saying that things have changed, and and I love it. And it is the new SUV, really. Well, Ed, you were telling me before we got on that you know when women crash the trucks, they're safer in the. No, I was just kidding. I totally made that part up. Um, so uh, it, look when. When you see all these changes, right, do you prefer, you know, when you walk in, because I'm sure on our show we walk in sometimes and go, oh, we're doing that this time? All right. Um, when you see some trucks, are there certain trucks that get you really excited? Is there a certain era? Is there a certain brand that y you feel like, oh, man, I love doing these or I love seeing these come to life? Well, it's interesting. With me, I've always been a big truck guy. I've been more partial to tall and big tires than I am brand loyal. Right. So okay. now some guys are like, dude, I love the. You mentioned the old Toyotas, dude, like the old Hilux Toyotas back in the day. Yeah. Those things. 
I do love those. I'm partial to those. I don't know because you had the Mazdas too. Remember the Mazdas and yeah. the Toyotas? Yeah. What was it? The Mazda, what, that was the Toyota that it was the similar thing to, right? Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 the, uh, and the Nissan. And my, my yeah, the, all those little tiny trucks that you really don't see those anymore, like the little tiny two doors. Dude, I had a 96 Stepside Ford Ranger that I had for 18 years with a little four cylinder in it. It was awesome. Great gas mile. I don't know why I sold it. You know, <laughs> Ford Ranger. It is really uh, that thing. Uh, oh man! I mean, back in the day, though, because they're so dang utilitarian, mm. right? I mean, especially the small trucks. They kind of drove like cars. That uh, you were living it, man. It was like this is awesome. I've got a car and a truck. You know, and we didn't know any better. We didn't know you could get the SUV of trucks. You know, you didn't know you could pay seventy-five, eighty grand for a <laughs> truck back then. You know, you were happy with your little. You know. $5,000 beater or whatnot. <laughs> as, a, as a teenager growing up in the southeastern United States, there was nothing better than having a little beat up truck. It was, it was freedom, dude. That was every, everything you wanted was there. The tailgate to sit out on, the bed to throw all your worldly belongings in because you didn't really have that much. It was wonderful. It was, life was a lot easier. And you were the best friend of everyone you knew that was right. moving from apartment to apartment. <laughs> oh, dude. It's like having a box trailer now, right? Yeah, They're like, hey, right. you got that enclosed trailer, right? I'm like, no, no, that's that's in for service. I had bad access. <laughs> uh, well, you know, obviously being on Truck U, that is a part that a lot of people know, but you do something else as a side hustle that is freaking amazing. So you got to let us clue us in a little bit to Trucks Gone Wild uh, and, and what you do uh, just with all that madness, man. It's, it's got to be a riot. So the, the, do I have like, do I have a minute or two here or because? Give us a tease. Give us a tease, man. And we'll come back heavy <laughs> on the, on the second. All right. Half. So the, the tease on that is I was announcing Monster Jam for seven or eight years. And I was one of the stadium monster jam announcers. I traveled all over the, every big stadium in this country, I probably announced there. And we were doing all that. That led to uh, a monster jam TV show on the speed channel, which, which kind of led to truck you, but we were doing my business partners. And I, at the time they were my buddies, one had a big four wheel drive shop and one went to full sale recording school. So between the three of us, the one guy could build everything. The other guy could do everything audio and visual, and I could write and host anything. So we were all like, why don't we just start putting, and we all love the truck events. We're, let's start doing these and kind of promoting them and recording them. Nobody was doing that for Mudbox, basically Mudbox, right? And we mm -hmm. were thinking, what can we do to make Mudbox big? How can we possibly turn this into a business and make it to where it could generate enough income to pay for our travel expenses and our beer that we want to drink on the weekend when we're doing them. And that is where it all began. Nice. <laughs> Isn't it hey, funny man. how, you know, some of these big dreams just start out with beer money? It's and amazing. then, you know, who knows from there? It could just, sky's the limit. As I said, young, young Southern dudes with no beer money have to get creative. Trucks gone wild is born. That's right. Oh, yeah, Well, man. man, it has blown up. So when we come back, man, we're going to deep dive into all the awesomeness, all the wild and crazy, the big trucks, the muddy, the racing, uh, the double backflips, the twerks, the, you name it, <laughs> that is uh, Trucks Gone Wild uh, with Matt Steele. I love it, man. It's going to be great. All right, y'all. Beer, 
and Big Tires. Coming at you next. This is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're talking with Matt Steele. It's all presented by CarParts.com. We thank them for it. Check out their mobile experience. Hey, Matt, it started with beer money or the lack of. You love big tires. Pickup trucks got beds in them. Let's put all this nonsense together and make something fun. It's Trucks Gone Wild. Tell us about the first one. So I was, at the same time I was announcing the Monster Jam shows, I was running a, I was not running them, but I was the head DJ at a big country nightclub in Orlando called Eight Seconds. And they had live bull riding, which I, I announced that. We did mud racing out front. I announced I announced everything that they, that they had, right? Just because they didn't want to pay anybody else to do it, and I was already there. So it's kind of like Truck U because I live close to where we shoot. I'm geographically desirable. Very similar. <laughs> so I, we're doing these little truck shows. The club shuts down. And by now, dude, we're doing shows on Saturday night that are getting 2,500, 3,000 people to the nightclub. Well, the club had to shut down for one reason or another. And we're like, what are we going to do? And we didn't even have the name Trucks Gone Wild really at that time. We're like, all right, we need to put something together. And, and, and we're like, we're going to put this on DVDs. The DVDs, remember those, those round, shiny things that people used to put video on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we started out. We would promote the event. I would MC the event. We'd organize the event. We'd shoot it with, with cameras. And, and I mean, we would, we would work the gates. We did everything at the events when we started. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. But then at the end of the year, we'd put these DVDs together, which was basically a highlight reel of everything that we did. And then forum, this was before social media, but you had forums and all that right, right. On them and people, chat rooms. Yeah. yeah. And people were buying our DVDs. And we noticed they're buying them up in Michigan and they're buying them in Texas. Next thing you know, we're, nobody had mud bog schedules online. And so we're, we're really marketing stuff and people are showing up and we're meeting these guys. And they're like, dude, we drove down from Michigan. We're like, you're crazy. Who drives down from Michigan for a mud bog? And now <laughs> that was about 17 years ago. Fast forward now, dude, we went, to, we went to Iceland and watched that crazy stuff they did. We went to Sweden, all throughout Canada. Uh, we can't get across the border still. We couldn't get across the border recently, but we do one in Saskatchewan every year. And it's been so much. That, like Truck U, we were like, how long is this going to go? You know, we were we laugh and joke, say maybe we'll get five years out of it. And here we are in year 17, dude. And I just I couldn't be more happy. I couldn't feel more fortunate. I love it. And, and it's fun talking about it. So thank you guys for so how big are some of these events getting? Like how many people kind of show up? And then, uh, you know, I've seen some of your videos, uh, you know, parts and pieces of them, and you have all kinds of different things going on, like entertainment wise. So is it pure racing through the bog? Is it pure? Can I just get to the other side? You know, I've seen backflips. Uh, man, you're really putting on a full kind of, you know, all experience event. The interesting thing for me is it varies according to the venue where we're at. And what I mean by that is we do a back-to-back tug of war at a nightclub where it's just trucks going back to, it's tug of war with trucks. It's wildly popular. It's oh, great. that's so cool. <laughs> oh, dude, it is. That's old school. Chain them up. Chain them up. That's me in high school. Chain them up. <laughs> so much fun. I love it. You know, and, and we're like, it used to be, it was different back in the day. We didn't have all the containment and fences. Now it's, now it's really safe. And I'm down there in the cage. It's like UFC with trucks, dude. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> you know? And then other ones, some of them are just mud bog races. Some of them are big parties because you're out on a thousand acres and there'll be bands at night. It really does vary. Uh, they're all different. And I think that's the only, I have a very short attention span and it's hard for me to stay interested. And I think the, the reason I was able to stay interested and stay 
excited about this for as long as I have is because we, we do 20 to 24 events a year on the weekends and each one of them is different. If they were all the same, if it was a formula that I was rolling into town with and we were doing the same thing, same playlist every night, I'd go out of my mind, you know? Wow. So, it's got to make so it really cool. kind of creative. Yeah, you can kind of go into one place and go, man, what can I do with this venue? You know? So when we started, uh, the second DVD we put out, which was like 15 years ago, my buddy had this this old square bond, or this old Ford truck, late late 70s Ford. And, and uh, he put on these Dually 483120 tires, right? Eight of them. And he just floated. And and I, I had old Sea-Doo jet boat. And we put my boat next, hooked it up to his truck. And we did like a tug of war of my boat versus a floating truck. And we had hot girls jumping off the tires and all this stuff. It was, it caught a lot of traction. And that's really what, what made us popular early in the days was doing stuff like that. And uh, two weeks, we're doing an event down in between Okeechobee and Stewart, Florida. And we're doing another floater thing. We're going to have uh, at least half a dozen to eight, maybe 10 trucks out there floating and it's not high speed. It's not exciting. It's just a bunch of stuff happening. Trucks aren't supposed to float. It's just a lot of ridiculousness. <laughs> that's that's what we all love, right? The 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 dumber the better. And that's a that's a shot against me, not anybody else. You know. Well, that's a good shot though. Now tell me, yeah, how did you come up with trucks gone wild? I mean, that's such an original name. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, it's so original that we we had all these names, and and girls gone wild was really popular at the time, and we're like, man that sounds so good. We're like, that dude's got enough legal trouble. He'll never notice if we call our company trucks gone wild. Right. No. But, you know, <laughs> and, and we just, we just did that. And I remember I, we had a list of names and I went to my close friends who were all into the truck stuff. And I, I wrote the list down on a paper and I gave it to all of them. I'm like, circle the name you like the best. And overwhelmingly a survey, a, a very scientific survey of nine to 10 people, uh, it was overwhelmingly, it was Trucks Gone Wild. And man, thank gosh we did because that really, that's a name that you can remember. And it's abbreviated to TGW. Yeah. You know, it, it lends itself to, to memory, which is good. We just got lucky on that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a home run for sure. Everybody thinks, <laughs> you know, it's like a, the double take. What? Tr what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I got to yeah. see that too. A bunch, of trucks, <laughs> a bunch of trucks parked with their hoods up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know, it's the same demographic. <laughs> so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. So past trucks gone wild, tell us a couple other adventures that, that Mr. Matt Steele has been able to do, pull off. And you know, a, as you look back, you know, I gotta get in a couple of bills. Uh, I wanna know what truck that you miss, what truck you got rid of that you miss, because there's gotta be one. And, you know, on, on the builds, what truck have you seen just get mopped up, you know, that wasn't supposed to? Because I'm sure there's been some crazy accidents or, you know, adventurous um, outtakes that never got put on the DVD. So, oh, it's got to be carnage. A couple cool builds. I want some carnage. Yeah, I want some crazy moments. I, you know, back <laughs> in the day, I mentioned these back-to-back tug-of-wars that we used to do. For, so whatever happened, at some point, guys figured out that basically it doesn't matter how much money you have in your truck or how pretty it is, the heavier truck that doesn't break traction wins 100% of the time. So guys were just getting crazy putting, I mean, filling the beds with, with concrete barriers and these big water tanks off the front. And you know, it's funny because now so many guys are running such a heavy driveline and it'll actually hold up to that. Well, 10 years ago, it was a different story. And I mean, when you pull in a truck that you've kind of built up 
and you've done the best that you can, but you've weighted up to 30,000 pounds and you've got it on four drag slicks. <laughs> Wherever the weak link is, it's about to be exposed as soon as you hit forward, right? And I mean, it was just like, you'd be watching it. I'm down there next to it announcing. And there, let's say there's 2,500 people standing on the fence watching. And it's like, and then all of a sudden, and everybody, oh, and it's just like, everything just starts breaking. And we had, I swear we had the whole, like the cab of the, of the truck just ripped off of the frame and the coil spring shots were bouncing around and the drive straps were dropping. It was amazing. So that was just one time, you know, but <laughs> you know, a lot of jump, a lot of crash and flips. And my favorite thing is during a race, like when you see somebody and they'll jump and they kind of go, they kind of go like ass over front and kind of roll and they land back on all four tires again. And they just keep going, dude, the crowd just goes crazy. It's so much fun. And realistically, the trucks are so well built now that that it's you know they they can handle most of the accidents pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you go back fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, uh, and yeah, it was stock axles jacked way up with some tires, and man, that stuff was just prime for getting shredded, <laughs> yeah. especially you know, uh, and just normal abuse, right? But uh, yeah, now you now you really throw those things, huck them into the air, uh, you know, you you do your uh, tug of wars uh, i can imagine just shrapnel everywhere but yeah man you know you live and you learn so you know fast forward 10 or 20 years and i bet some of these rigs are just ungodly stout you know and when you see them fly through the air i mean these things are trucking it yeah. uh they've got to be built you know top notch it's it's fun dude you know back in the days it was just build it as big as you could and and they weren't really fast and then the, the what we found was that the big truck, you could have all these little tiny race trucks. We're going back 15 years, all these little tiny race trucks parked like in a parking lot and everybody's coming in to watch the races. And over on the side, you've got this cobbled up mess, but it's gigantic. The welds are bad. It's sitting crooked. It's rusty. And there's patches on the side of the tires, but the tires are 70 inches tall. Well, every kid coming in through the gate would walk right by every race truck and they go over to that big old turd and they'd be like, wow. And that's what <laughs> Chuck and I were like, dude, the future is in these big ass trucks, dude. That's what we're looking at. Right. And so that's, yeah. but they eventually became nice. And now, dude, I mean, people, I don't know where the, I don't know where the money's coming from. Right. Like with any other automotive thing, I'm glad. It's I know coming. it's from their retirement fund. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cash it in, right? You know? Yeah. Sound fun. We won't we won't live that long anyways. Man. Let's just live it up now. It's it's just like boom, two hundred thousand dollar truck and everything lights up and 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 tilts and goes. It's great. So Hey man, is it is there a truck that you used to own that you miss, you sold, you wish you had again? Or is there a certain truck that you wish you owned from back in the day? I had an old geo tracker. And it was on 35s, not because it was lifted, but we'd actually cut the sheet, cut the metal. It was oh, like a nice. cut, cut lift, right? And snorkel. It had like a 150 foot turn radius? Yeah. It depends. If you <laughs> about the tires are like rubbing into the. <laughs> if, you could, if you could break the back end loose, it was a little sharper, right? There but, you go. 
And we snorkeled that. And so, I mean, you could just drive that thing right off the end of a boat ramp and just. Hey, man, I, I didn't want to interrupt you about the geo tracker, but I jumped one of the. I got a motocross track in my backyard. I jumped one of those things like 30. He, Kevin's seen the video yeah. like 30 feet one time. It's, it, dude, and that thing, it, it went 15 feet on the first bounce <laughs> and it landed on top of a fence. I blew the headlights, the, the, Top roof uh, piece out. I blew that whole thing out of hell, dude. We pulled it off the fence post, and the damn thing still ran. Man. Wheels are all buckled in. Like uh, my friends were like, "You want to jump your truck? You want to jump our truck?" And I'm like, "You don't invite me to jump a truck, bro. Cause I'll, <laughs> I'll hook it." And and he was like, "No, you could do it." And right before the video goes to slow mo, he goes, "Oh my god!" Because he he hurt me hit the hit the gas as hard, just mad it. And I was like, "I'm going for it." <laughs> Uh, but I hugged it, bro. It was awesome. I can't believe this thing stayed together. Dude, they're, they're tough little things. So they were fun. I, do you like rock crawling or mudding or anything like that? Do you you know, I live in Colorado. You live in Florida, so it's, you know, it's different use for you know having fun in a truck, obviously. But do you ever get into rock crawling or hill climbing or anything like that? As a spectator, yes. As a uh, – I – you know what's weird about the, all the stuff that I do? I'm not much of an adrenaline junkie myself. So all these, everybody like always offers, Matt, come ride with me. I'm like, I'm good. I'll be over here watching, right? <laughs> and people are like, oh, you're a wuss. I'm like, no, not really. I was like, I'll grab a microphone in front of 95,000 people and rock it, right? Like, well, everybody's always like, oh, the number one thing, people are more, they have stage fright is greater than death. And I'm always amazed at that. And But the same right. dudes are like, don't give me a microphone in front of people. We'll go a hundred miles an hour, like backwards on a motorcycle. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. I, you know, there's room for all of us. <laughs> well, we got to get to one of your events, man. So, so tell some of the people out there haven't been to one of your trucks gone wild. Uh, what are some of the key locations around the country that you think are just the top notch? Like if you're going to go to an event, go to, you know, A, B or C. So uh, there are several in Florida. There's one that we do at a place called Plant Bamboo that's in between Okeechobee and Stewart. That's in South Florida. There's another one at Red, called Redneck Mud Park down in, it's in Punta Gorda, Florida, down by Fort Myers. Those are big. We do a couple big ones in, in Georgia, which are just on, you know, like 1,200 acres. And that's a lot of four-wheelers and side-by-sides and trail riding. And uh, we do one in, in Colfax, Louisiana, called Louisiana Mud Fest. One of my favorite things, that's a big event. You know, that's, that's, I don't know how many, that's a, a multi-thousand person event, not like 20, but I'm saying, you know, four to 6,000 people. The Louisiana people are so much fun. The food is delicious. The accents are great. And actually we, we do a lot up in New England too, strangely enough. So uh, it's, it's kind of all over. I mean, truckscalewild.com will have our schedule and you can, you can look up and, and see where the events are at. And I always say that like our Facebook page is, is very interactive. We're on that all the time. So if you're thinking about, like, if you're listening to this today and you go, okay, I see where Trucks Gone Wild event is at this particular place, feel free to send a message in and just ask what it's all about. Or, you know, some of them obviously are, you know, there's some of them at night where if you have young kids, you may want to stay in a different section of the park. And some of them are a hundred percent family friendly the whole time. I just, I try to be honest with people because they are parties first and foremost. You know? Yeah. Right on. So, well, I was going to ask, um, are some of these day events only or night events, or are they typically, you know, bring your gear, your tent, your camper, whatever, and uh, make it all weekend? Yeah, most of them, I'd say all, but you know, the, the nightclub tug of war is a one night deal. That's kind of fun. I like those because we do them about an hour and 15 minutes from where I live at my buddy's country nightclub and I sleep at my own bed at night 
I'm a big fan of that because it's so <laughs> rare. But most of them are start coming in Wednesday or Thursday and leave on Sunday. You know, nice. So, yeah, that's yeah. like a full on experience. Oh, dude, when we started, nobody had campers and RVs when we started. They would just show up on Saturday and, and there'd be tents everywhere. It was like tent city. Now on Wednesdays, it's like bus, bus, bus. It's like, what happened? Yeah, it's great. Well, it goes along with the uh, where'd you get that $200,000 truck, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, camping is the new the new trend right now, man. Especially with COVID. I think, dude. Yeah, and you know, we had a lot of new people at at the events this year because uh, you know concerts they couldn't go to, movie theaters, a lot of stuff that average people did. And, and I mean, look, I get it. If you've never done an off road event, whether it's a mud theme or rock crawling theme, whatever, if you've never done that, a lot of people are kind. They don't turn their nose at it necessarily, but they're like, ah. It's not my thing. Most people would say it's not my thing have never been to one because once you go to one, you're like, it still may not be my thing, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember trying to get buddies way back, like high school, college to go to the school bus figure eights, oh. you know, like any of that kind of stuff. Right. Because it's it's not about your thing. It's about, damn, that's some wacky stuff, man. Yeah. You know, that's some entertainment. Hey, that's a that's an experience of a lifetime. Right. I have, I've never seen a figure eight race that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's always going to be, you know, some carnage, some wild moves, some unpredictability. I was in Indiana visiting some family a couple of years ago and there was a TV commercial for a combine demolition derby. And I'm like, a combine demolition derby? That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. And of course, that was the weekend after I was leaving. I almost stayed just <sighs> so I could see that. I, I'd have showed up for that. I'm telling you, man. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's been so much fun and, and it is fun to, to look back on the highlight. I mentioned the trips across, you know, like, like when we went to Iceland and Sweden, we would all bring our wives, you know, that was like, because at the time you're like, Hey honey, I'm going to go to Iceland for four. And it was, you didn't even get it out. It's like, well, I'm going, it's like, okay, that's for, that's where I was going with that. You know? So <laughs> it was really cool to be able to, you know, we start something that's just kind of like a, it's whatever you just start it for the hell of it. And the next thing you know, it, it actually becomes like a, like a business and you're traveling around doing really cool stuff, dude. It's just the, it's the neatest thing. So, so are you just scouting over there or were you setting up events? Do you have events going on in, in Iceland and Sweden and whatnot? Are you taking over Europe? Are you taking over the world? No, What's going I, on? No, I, I wish. You know, maybe when I was younger, I would have thought like that. You know, now I'm just getting older. I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing. You know, now I just want to see how long it'll go. Uh, Iceland, they have these little, like low, little, little, little paddle tire Jeep looking things. They're just all, they sit real low to the ground and they're like cliffs of gravel and they're super tall. And they, they set up an obstacle course on the side of the hill. And they, they go up and they go up the gravel, down the gravel. It's just really cool. And there's no, there's nothing like that over here in the States that's done. And when we started with the DVDs, that was long before YouTube was around. I mean, YouTube came out and basically told the DVD business to beat it, right? That's when... Kick rocks. Yeah, exactly. But when we went over there to Iceland and Sweden, there was a time there for a couple of years where as far as like a a video DVD documentary series, we were the only ones in the country with 
Iceland footage and with the Sweden footage on it. And we just, I'd meet a guy online. I'd be like, dude, we want to come over. They're like, are you serious? Remember when I was saying, like, I couldn't believe people came down from Michigan to come to Florida. We got the same reception in Sweden. We're like, Hey, they're like, you sound like you're from the States. We're like, yeah, we flew over here to check this event out. They're like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need to sell them, you know, a whole bunch of your, well, DVDs or get them on the YouTube videos. Cause you know, give it enough time and you go over there, man, you start to see some jacked up big mutter trucks over there, perhaps, you know, start to share some of this culture back and forth. We were in Sweden in a really small town where this event took place. And we were out one night and, and we noticed all these old like American cars driving around. They were huge over there in Sweden. I couldn't believe all the cars we were seeing. Yeah. I've been to Gothenburg, but I spent a summer in Sweden. It's yeah. great. I love that place. Yeah, man. I, um, God, there was some. There's one thing I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, I know what it was. Before I get out of here, all right, man. Mopar, Dodge trucks, say mid seventies, mid eighties. The old Ram Charger. Anything there, bro? Anything there? I hope so. I hope so because <laughs> when you were talking about this off the start, I was. Who determines the trends? Who is? Is it like some? Is it like everything else in advertising? Like a youth, teenage girl? Youth culture. I don't know. I mean, whoever was responsible for skinny jeans, we should just beat that person. Yes. Up. You yes. know. Yes. I, I hear okay you. with that. I'll I'll serve I'll serve the beating. Hey, can I tell you this? Here's when the opening segment. I was googling this. This is where I want I want the next trend to be, dude. I'm down with the Mopar. Love it. It's all good. Okay. I'm there. But dude, I want to see the international travel all trend come back because i'm a big fan of those i just think they're cool looking dude i'm looking at them right now like yeah yeah so okay all right uh, you realize you know you got all those dvds out there that someday 100 years from now people could be digging through you know archaeologists digs up this crazy town and they dust off this archaic box right and they wiping it off and they're holding it up they open it up and it's this crystallized, weird-looking, I don't know, it looks like a coaster for their space drinks. And they find some way to play it. And there's Matt Steele with Trucks Gone Wild and, you know, a floating ski-doo in a truck with a hot chick jumping off the tire. And they're like, this is the downfall of this civilization. <laughs> I just want you to know, man, I'm proud of you for that. That, that right there could explain everything <laughs> right what more do you need to know about the human species how it evolved right. and how it right. crashed and right burned. here all in it's one called trucks gone wild they had such an amazing civilization what happened <laughs> they floated trucks all right man hey uh, uh take care man and uh look we uh definitely appreciate you man check out our show and their show uh, truck you on a motor trend network check your local listings also now available on motor trend on demand great resource to always get us thanks to our guest matt Steele of truck you he is kevin bird i am willie b our producer scoop and executive producer mr bob ecker yeah don't forget to check out our website too twoguysgarage.com share your thoughts with us we're on social everywhere facebook instagram and twitter at two guys garage now the two guys garage podcast is copyrighted 2021 britain productions incorporated all rights reserved I just hope one of those DVDs are in some kid's time capsule from when he was in high school and attended, you know, so that it gets dug up, you know, 50 years down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Epic, epic. Me too. Dude, you're part of history. (laughs) Just embrace it. This is wonderful. It's it's great. The legend. (laughs) I will catch you on the next two guys' podcast, you guys. Take care. 
Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.